Ladies and gentlemen, this is Car Gonzalez. Another thrilling episode of Thriller with Car Gonzalez. Today we are talking two subjects. Actually, maybe three. Uh, it all depends. It's all it's all one subject. Uh, we're discussing Snapchat. I know you're like, why are we talking about Snapchat? They're not even a good company. I'm here to tell you why. Second thing we're talking about is a Robinhood app. If you haven't heard about that, Robinhood app. I'm about to drop some knowledge on you today. Third thing we're talking about, Bitcoin wallets. Yes, Bitcoin code storage wallets. We're talking about that as well too today. They're not going to be broken down into three topics. They're going to be all one topic because they all tie in together. And you're probably like, wow, Carlos, you're setting some big standards right there. Some high standards. I'm telling you, you're right. I am. But I will tell you how all these three fit together. Coming up on Thriller with Car Gonzalez. All right, let's get started with Thriller with Car Gonzalez. So I'm going to start off with the app because that's the central, that's the highest pinnacle of the pyramid here. So Robinhood. Robinhood app is an app that is basically a stock trader app. And you're like, wow, Carlos, really? You got me all pumped up. Uh, you know, I'm supposed to be an anchor follower of yours and you're getting me all pumped up about a freaking stock trading app. Yes, I am. And here's why. It's free to make trades. It's free to buy stock. You don't have to pay $8 per stock to buy stock with Robinhood. Basically, you download this app on your phone. Do it right now. Okay? Download the app. Give it a shot. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything. You give them some information like, you know, your social and like your bank account and stuff like that but you have to do that because it's illegal not to it's illegal for them to it's illegal basically to not report your earnings when it comes to stock and that's just the way of the world it's just the necessary evil but with this app it's great because they don't charge you for anything if anything they give you a free stock and you're like what yeah so when you sign up and let me tell you actually you know what let's let's roll back let's roll back so just recently, maybe about a month ago, I'm spending time in Corpus Christi where my hometown is. Me and my wife are sitting there. I just really got into Snapchat probably about two months ago. And it's been this whole thing where I'm like, wow, Snapchat is pretty cool. They have all these filters. But even besides that, it's it's actually very sticky. You Once you get in the app, you kind of fall in it and you just never get out. Um, I've, been into a, I've been into my Snapchat app and I'm like in there for an hour. I'm like, whoa. How did I get lost in this for an hour? It's kind of like the IKEA of apps. <laughs> you just—it's a never-ending like app. It just—you go up, you go down, you go left, you go right. It's—it's it's just never-ending. <laughs> the IKEA of apps. That's awesome. Okay, so yeah, if you—if you're on Snapchat, follow me. C A R dash Gons G O N Z. If you guys want to follow me on Snapchat, feel free. C A R dash G O N Z. I'm 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 a, I'm an emoji I guess a bitmoji I think that's my thing here. Anyways, follow me if you want to. So I'm I'm on Snapchat and this and somebody who I don't really talk to very often he sends me a snap and he's like, Hey, have you heard of Robinhood app? And I'm like, No, I've never heard of it. He's like, You should check it out. You you would be into it. And I was like, Hmm, what is it? So he sent me his his share code. So I caught see and it's like sucks because it was a photo, but he he sent me a share code. I copied it. I typed it out like in a URL and then boom, it took me to the app store. Then boom, I downloaded it and then boom, I got a free stock. And I'm like, wow, I got a free stock just by using this code. And that's the truth. You do get a free stock by using somebody else's code. So what I'm going to do is give you my code. Now, I'm not creating this podcast just to get free codes, but I am telling you to use a code. You don't have to use my code, but you better make sure that you use a code because if you don't use a code, you don't get a free stock. And there's really no point in signing up if you don't get that first stock for free. So I'm going to give you my code. You don't have to use it. I would love for you to use it because I want free stock, you know. But if you don't use it, that's fine. Just make sure you get somebody else 
you know, somebody else's code and use their code. You can, you can just go online, type in Robinhood, share codes, and I'm sure you'll find a lot. The easiest way to get my share code is probably just go to my website, sunsetsandhearts.com. Go there. I have a whole review on the Robinhood app. Um, I think it's the first link if you're, if you're listening to this on October 11th. Uh, I just posted it. Uh, so go to sunsetsandhearts.com. I have a full review on the Robinhood app. Um, if you don't want to do that, and I don't blame you because you're probably driving right now and you're like, Carlos, I can't go to your website and look up a whole share code, then just remember this. Go to When you get a chance, when you get home, when you get to your work, when you get to your job, whatever, type in share.robinhood.com slash carlosg414. I know, that's long. Share.robinhood.com slash carlosg414. Type that into your web address. It'll reroute you to the app. Boom, you download it. Boom, you sign up. Boom, you get a free you get a free stock. And you might even be able to get like an Apple stock. One of my coworkers, he signed up and he got a free Apple stock, which is like worth $150. So you got a free $150 just for signing up to the Robinhood app. Um, I, I, I've been signing up people left and right. I got some Ford stock, some Zynga stock, um, some Sirius XM stock, I think. And some other small, smaller stocks. I've yet to hit the big Apple one, or the, or the, uh, I think the other one is I forget. But do that. That's the share code. Share.robinhood.com/carlosg414. So once you use that code, once you download the app, get started on it. You don't have to throw any money right away. Actually, you might have to verify your bank account. Um, I think mine took three days because I use like an obscure bank <laughs> that's local to my area here in Austin, Texas. But uh, you know, if you use like a mainstream bank like Wells Fargo, Bank of America, it goes in right away. Um, so you might not have to wait very long. I think I waited a total of like 72 hours. I signed up my brother last week. He waited. I think he's still waiting, which is like four days. Either way, just sign up. It's worth it. Once you get the app, okay, once you get the app, it changes everything. Now let me let me tell you about this app. So what's great about it is you can make trades. You're basically buying stock without paying any 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 trade cost or stock or stock cost to buy that stock. So say if you want to buy some, uh, let's say if you want to buy some like Blue Apron stock, which is like trading at five dollars and forty five cents, and you want to skip lunch that day, which you usually spend about I don't know twelve bucks. Um, you can do that. You basically just go to the app. You click on bank account. You drop some money from your bank, which is like 12 bucks that you would have used for lunch because you're skipping it. You put 12 bucks in there, you buy two shares of Blue Apron stock, and then boom, you're done. And then the great thing about it is you don't have to wait to use that money. Like sometimes, and I know if you guys use PayPal or some other stuff like that, you'll have to wait three or four days for that money to become available inside the app. Not with this. This is what's great about the Robinhood app. I guess these guys are fucking loaded or whatever's going on, but you don't have to wait for that money to become available. So I can put $100 today and I get paid Friday and I can buy $100 worth of stock and then the, they won't actually take the money until like two or three days later. Just be careful with that though. Just be very careful. It can cause you some overdraft fees if you have overdraft protection enabled with your uh, bank account. But um, so yeah, don't do it if you don't have the money inside the bank and you want you want to be smart. You don't want to just like throw $500 in there and you know you only got like 20 bucks, 20 bucks in your bank account and then you're like doing some illegal shit at that point. <laughs> so don't do that. <laughs> be smart about this. Be responsible. You know, don't make a mistake of like putting a thousand dollars into the Robinhood app and then buying a shit ton of thousand dollar stocks I mean you could do it don't do it though I'm not recommending you do that don't do that but you could <laughs> but don't because that's illegal and you could go to jail um, so yeah just put in you know put in 20 bucks I what I usually do guys honestly what I do is I'll, I'll, I'll be so busy at work you know um, and I'll just won't have time to eat um, or I'll just skip lunch you know, and I'll just say like, you know what, fuck it. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna eat today. I usually spend like ten bucks on lunch anyway. There's a pizza place down the street. Costs ten bucks for two slices and a drink. Um, I skip it today. I'll put that ten bucks into Robinhood, and then boom, I do that twice, three times a week sometimes. Boom, drop that into Robinhood. I'll have thirty bucks to spend on stocks, and then that way my money's working for you. And that's the biggest thing I think growing up. With you know, I, I have an education, um, but I don't have a quote unquote 
college education. I have an education, you know, from being in a punk band in my 20s and then from like being a solo musician here in Austin for my late 20s and early 30s. And just by learning shit, being around smarter people than myself, some of the places I've worked at, I've gotten very lucky to get hired. Um, there's so many reasons why they shouldn't have hired me. Um, even the job I'm at now, I'm like kind of surprised that I have that job because gosh, like I'm not as smart as the other people that I work with, but Lord knows I fucking work just as hard as them, if not harder, to learn the stuff that I need to learn to be successful at my job. Um, so what I'm saying is there's just, sometimes you just don't know anything about anything and that's okay. This Robinhood app is very forgiving in a way where you don't have to pay for a trade, which would cost you like $7 or $8 on E-Trade. You basically can do it for free. You can give, like you can buy some stocks and then see what happens with it. Um, right now, Ford, they gave me a free Ford stock. It was like 11 bucks. I just bought more Ford stock because I didn't know anything about it. And then all of a sudden, I think it's like $12 or $14. I made a quick like, I made a quick like, what, three bucks per per thing, and I think I had like five shares of it. I made a quick 30, 40 bucks. Um, to me, that's that's making the money work for you. And yes, you could you could put it in a savings account and you could do that whole thing, but if you're really smart, you'll have passive income. You'll have this income that comes in regardless if you're awake or asleep or regardless if you're making moves on it. It's gonna make money for you. And really, at the end of the day, that's all we're trying to ever do is just have this money make money for us. You know, whether we actually work physically doing something and make money doing that, or we stand back like fucking Jeff Bezos, like a boss, and fucking sleep at night and we're making a fucking million, two million, three million dollars for people while he's asleep. You know, it's people like that. It's people like those types that are smart and they're smart for a reason because they see things that most other people like normal people like you and me just don't see and whenever I can peek open onto the other side and see simple things like a Robinhood app where I can throw some money in there and then have this money make money for me you know that's a win that's a win big time for people that are small that just don't have an education when it comes to financial markets that just don't know how any of that stuff works and to me, I want to give a fucking big congratulations to Robin Hood for fucking doing that for people that are like the working man, <laughs> you know, the blue collar person, the kid that's going to school, busting his ass, fucking going to school fucking 40 hours a week or 12 hours a week, studying for another 20 hours, going to his fucking shitty job at McDonald's or wherever the fuck he's going to just to pay for that fucking community college education and he's busting his ass and he doesn't know how to make any passive income. This is how you do it, man. You get the Robinhood app, you drop $5 in there, you ask your, you ask your parents when they give you those fucking gift cards from Amazon for Christmas or whatever the fuck, you swap those out, you get it for real money, you put it back in the Robinhood app and you use that money towards your, you know, towards your future. And I think... Robinhood, Robinhood is doing, the people behind it, you know, congratulations to you. That's awesome that you're doing this for regular people because it's giving us a door to proceed, to go through, so that way regular people can make money. So that's the first part of this whole triangle that I'm talking about today. Um, let's call it a financial triangle. <laughs> you know, I'm, 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 not, I'm not usually a financial person. You know, trust me, I've made a lot of investments that I fucking you know, lost on big time. <laughs> so it's cool. It's cool. You guys shouldn't listen to me at all, but do please take a look at some things that I do talk about today. You don't have to trust me. I don't know what I'm doing either, but I feel like if I don't share this, I'm doing a disservice to you guys because, you know, if, if, if we keep everything a secret, you know, and we don't share what we know that stops progressing. And I'm not trying to be a part of that. And that leads me to Snapchat. So, yeah, I, I, I downloaded this Robinhood app, right? And then well, the first thing I did was like, fuck, where, what's Snapchat trading at? <laughs> because, you know, um, I, I'm, 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 I'm a big technology guy. You know, I grew up in the 2000s, like I've been saying for the past, you know, uh, you know, two episodes. So, like, I saw Google become the Google that it is today. I saw Facebook become the Facebook that it is today. There was even something called Friendster back in the day. I saw that grow up and then die. There was Yelp. I saw that grow up and then die. There was tons of companies like that. Tesla was another one that I remember hearing about like in 2001, 2002 about this guy who started PayPal and that he was going to make an electron, uh, uh, electric cars. I remember thinking like, that's fucking cool. 
Um, so I remember fucking Elon Musk, like, back in the day in 2001, 2002, making moves. And I remember thinking, like, damn, that guy's fucking cool. So I've seen all these things come up. And I've seen these 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 technology companies, like, grow up and become these big titans. You look at Google right now. It's fucking trading at a thousand over $1,000 per share. You look at Facebook. It's trading at over $250 per share. You, you, you look at Tesla, it's trading over $800 per share. There's, there's, and, and I remember being, I remember guys, I literally remember physically like having conversations with my friends and being like, man, I wish I could invest in Google or I wish I could invest in uh, Tesla. And, and I remember them looking this, oh, this is in Corpus. I remember them looking at me like, Carlos, what the fuck are you talking about? What is a Google? What is a Tesla? I'm like, oh man, these, these really smart guys making some really cool shit. And I wish I had, I wish I had any money just to give it to them and then watch my money grow. So I missed out on all of that. I, I wasn't able to invest in any of it. I, I never even bothered even go, looking it up online to figure out how to do it. I just figured it was far away from me, like too far away. Like that was just something that only rich people do is invest in stocks. And that's why I love Robinhood. It allows me to invest in technology companies. So that's where I'm getting at with Snapchat. Snapchat. I'm sorry guys, and I know you guys are gonna get a shit ton of hate for this, you know, and feel free, email me. Email me at car at thrillerpodcast.club. Thrillerpodcast.club, car at thrillerpodcast.club. Feel free, drop me a fucking thing on this Anchor FM app, you know, drop me a thing, tell me I'm wrong. But I guarantee you guys, Snapchat is gonna be one of the biggest companies coming up here in the next five to 10 years. And I know you're probably thinking like, Carlos, you're fucking dumb. Why are you saying that? Do you realize it's just for nude pics or whatever? No guys, it's not. It really isn't. I've really taken a look at this app. I've I've heard of this app for a very long time, probably about for five years now, going back 2012. I remember hearing about it. I remember thinking like, oh, that's cool. Disappearing pictures, but I didn't really get it. And it wasn't until I heard this, this guy speak, the one who's a CEO, and he spoke at this conference and he was talking about how people interpret video and pictures far better than they interpret text or anything like that. And just by the way, we're having conversations on social media these days, it's very much stained on a concrete wall. So just imagine if you're talking to somebody and you're going up to this wall every day and you're writing on this wall and that wall stays there for everybody to see. Then you go the next day and you write right above that wall where you wrote the day before and it's there for everybody to see. Then somebody else comes and they comment underneath your little wall post and it just becomes stuck on this wall, never to be erased. And we lose something by doing that. We lose the conversation of talking to people and this whole part where I can be on a fun conversation with somebody and they could be on a conversation with me and nothing that I say to them is being recorded or anything like that. It's just regular speak. It's just having a conversation with whoever you want to, not worried about it's going to be there forever, not worried about if you want to change your opinion on something because there's so many times I feel strongly about a subject and I say something and then two months, three months down the line, I hear somebody else's opinion. I'm like, fuck, I was totally wrong when I said that. But this, the way social media is, the way Facebook has it, the way Instagram has it, it's stuck there forever. And it really doesn't make sense these days to have it that way. And I think Snapchat is ahead of the game on this. That's why they have stories. That's why they have snaps. That's why they have pictures. It's very much in the moment type of context and in the moment type of posts. It just makes more sense. So the other great thing about Snapchat, it's not even about the messaging part of it, the social part of it. I mean, that's great. They're fucking great at it. They're leading the space. You have people like Facebook and Instagram comping them. Um, apparently, you know, Facebook wanted to buy them at one time for like $3 billion. They said no. Um, and then ever since then, they've just been copying features from them. They're obviously leading the way. It very much feels like to me, being a person who studies the history of technology and reads books about the history of technology and just following the whole technology sector and then working in the technology sector, it feels very much to me like Microsoft versus Apple all over again, but in a different way. Facebook feels very much like Microsoft. To me, if, if you're looking like in the 70s and the early 80s, it feels very much like Microsoft. That's what Facebook feels like to me right now. It, it, to me, Snapchat, it feels very much like Apple. Very secretive. They have a very, not crazy CEO, but somebody who's very 
has very distinct taste on things, has a loud opinion. When he says something, it's very sharp. He's usually right. And he feels really strongly about certain things and he follows through and executes. And that to me, that's like a really strong, that's a really strong quality. Maybe not like human quality, but for, for a CEO of a technology company, that's a really strong quality. I feel like this guy just gets it. He understands it in ways that I could never possibly imagine. Um, he did an interview today in Wired where they're discussing, you know, Snapchat's, you know, map of its future. And of course, he doesn't want to say shit about it. And why should we blame him? You have Facebook fucking copying them, you know, and he makes he makes note of that. He's he's he basically says that he doesn't understand why people would want to would want to join anybody other other than Snap at this point, because you're working for the cutting edge. You're leading the way in the industry um, with technology. A lot of the stuff that Snapchat has done, other services have copied, you know, I know, I know, not just Facebook. There's other places that have copied have copied their 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 stickiness as well. You know, swiping right, swiping left, swiping up, swiping down. It's just, it's very much like they're they are leading the way in UI and what you can push and what you can you can train users to do. Um, when you first get in Snapchat, it's highly fucking confusing, very confusing. But once you get used to the UI and what every little part does, and then you find out there's little secrets inside of the, the app that you could do, it's a lot of work to learn it. But if you if you learn it, I mean, you're, you're the, the fruits of your labor are plentiful because you can actually, you know, become a very, you know, prominent figure inside Snap's ecosystem, whether you're trying to, you know, sell ads or if you're trying just to make friends or whatever you're trying to do, you know, consume media, it's all there for the taking. Um, so this is what he said today. This was fucking awesome. So he says, when people join Snap from the Valley, they often want to ship products right away. It's like, why? That just doesn't make sense. And he's very right. There's, there's companies like, Google, for example, that will will ship a half-baked product and they do that fucking time and time again. And you know, that's another reason I don't use Google. They just don't stick to anything. They'll create a they'll create a messaging app and then two months later, two or two months, six months to a year later, they fucking just close the app. Yes, you still have your Google account, but they just close it. It just doesn't make sense. Hangouts was one thing. I think they closed it or renamed it, rebranded it. It's very, it's very finicky. They just don't know how to iterate. They just don't know how to, you know, make make the smart move when it comes to their 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 software or their apps that they're releasing. Um, it just, I just never got it. I just never, I just don't, I just don't agree with anything that Google does. I think everything that they create is great. Don't get me wrong. I use a lot of their stuff, but I just don't understand it. Like I don't understand their their mindset when creating things. And he's very right on when he says that. And it's probably because that, that Snap Inc. is located, you know, in Venice Beach and it's located away from Silicon Valley. And I think that has a lot to do with, you know, with how he looks at everything, you know. And I, for whatever reason, and I'll go into more detail, you know, I'm gonna tell you exactly why they're gonna be a game changer here in five to 10 years. You ready for that? Okay. A R. And that's why, that's why they will win. A fucking R, augmented reality. Yes, they are gonna be in fucking first place when it comes to that. And I know you're saying, Carlos, what the fuck are you talking about? They make, they're a camera company. Yes, they are a camera company. But I don't know if you guys remember their spectacles that came out a year ago. I just recently had a chance to review them here, um, maybe about a month ago, and they're fucking sticky, man. And when I mean sticky, they're, they're catchy. <laughs> it's like it's like a hit single. You you hear that hit single and you're just like fuck. It's so fucking catchy. It's so good. You know whether it's you know digestible pop or whatever. It's catchy. You know I'm I'm not ashamed to say, fucking Taylor Swift makes some catchy ass fucking songs. You know she does. It's just catchy. It's catchy. What's catchy is catchy is catchy. You know, there is no shame in saying something is catchy. That whole Gangnam Style thing, that was a catchy fucking song. <laughs> There's a reason why it got to two billion or whatever million gazillion views it had. It was a catchy song and those spectacles are fucking catchy. They look cool when kids wear them, when teenagers wear them. 
even when older people like myself wear them, you look fucking cool. You don't look like a tool. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, you kind of, you do if you're like, you know, really old and you're wearing them, but you still look, you still kind of have that, oh, they're trying, you know, kind of feel for them. But still, I mean, you know, in Austin, if you go to ACL, there's tons of people wearing the spectacles. You know, they're grabbing video. You know, they're 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 sharing it on Snapchat. It's you know, it's all almost live. You know, it's one of those things where they just get it. And with augmented reality around the corner here in the next three to five years, we're gonna start seeing them come out with their own glasses. You're gonna have Apple coming out with their own augmented reality glasses. You know, Facebook's already in there, but I just don't see them. They look more like a VR play kind of thing. Um, but if you have Apple come out with their own augmented reality glasses, and then even even if Snapchat doesn't even release any glasses, any more glasses anymore, and they just make, you know, they just piggyback on top of whatever Apple creates, they're still going to win. And they're going to win because of their UI, and they're going to win because they make really catchy things, and they're going to win because of augmented reality. And that's why they're a smart play for the very near future. I don't know what they're going to become. I, I do not I do not know what they're going to become, but I know they're going to be one of those companies that you're going to be kicking yourself because you didn't buy their stock when it was at $13.34, you know, right now. Or right now, I think it's up to $16 because they just came out with some context cards, which basically gives advertisers an easier way to make money from within the app. But that's besides the point. You know, those are small stakes when it comes to, you know, the overarching, you know, I, the big idea from Snapchat. And it's an AR. And that's why I invested heavily into Snapchat with the Robinhood app. This is why this triangle is starting to form. First you have the Robinhood app at the top, now you have Snapchat as one of the pillars. I'm telling you, if you don't, if you don't own Snapchat and you download this Robinhood app and you have like, you know, I'm not saying a lot of money guys, if you have like 200 bucks. Go buy Snapchat. Use that money to buy Snapchat. I'm telling you, they're going to be worth a shit ton of money here in the next three to five years. I think Wall Street is starting to find that out. They just bumped up to $16 today. They were at $13, I think even at $11 or $12, you know, a month ago or whatever it was, two months ago. It's pretty fucking sad that people aren't seeing the how smart this kid is, how smart this company is, how they execute. Um, yeah, guys, get on it. I'm telling you. This, this, I could totally see this being worth, you know, anywhere between two hundred fifty to three hundred dollars here in the next three to five years, and that's that's a, that's a that's a very low that's a very low target that I'm shooting for, at the very least. If that's the case, and you buy it at thirteen, fourteen dollars, you're gonna see a nice return. And right now, with every little bit of money that I'm making, I'm buying Snapchat stock, just little by little. I'm hoping to buy it. I'm hoping to buy more this weekend before it gets up to, the, I have a feeling it's going to be at $16 right now. It's probably going to be above 20 by the end of the weekend. Uh, into Monday, it'll probably be at $21, $20. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm right. I hope it drops down. Honestly, <laughs> I hope it crashes. I hope it crashes down to a 10, 11 bucks. I hope, I hope Wall Street does the same thing they did earlier this year where they just tanked it down to 11 bucks. I hope it does that again because I will fucking buy more stock of Snapchat. Uh, yeah, it's a real deal, guys. And with AR coming around the corner, they're going to be a big player, whether they piggyback on top of Apple's technology or they could go out and create their own hardware piece. Look out for them. Okay, and that leads us to our third pillar in this triangle and this triangle of money that we're discussing today here on Thriller with Car Gonzalez. So, Bitcoin, I fucking love this subject. I talk about it way too much. I'll probably talk about it every single fucking episode. Honestly, I will. I definitely probably will. And today I'm talking about it again, but this time, I think I talked about it the first time with the hard fork and everything in the first episode. This time I'm talking about, you know, Bitcoin wallets. I feel like there's just not enough people that know anything about Bitcoin. Uh, whenever Bitcoin gets brought up in a conversation with even people that are involved inside of technology, like people that I work with, there's people that I work with at work that don't know anything about Bitcoin. If they do, they know very little. They know the surface about Bitcoin a lot. There's very little people out there. And that's because I'm in fucking Austin, Texas, where it's a pretty big technology sector and people that I run to other people around the around like my area, like no one really knows a lot about Bitcoin. They think it's shady. They think everything about it, whatever the fuck, they're all wrong. So I'm biased. Yes, I am biased. So today we're talking Bitcoin wallets. So guys, I'm going to break it down to you. Very simple. Like you're a five year old. 
buy a hardware wallet. If you're looking to get into Bitcoin, if you're looking to get into any cryptocurrency, it doesn't need to be Bitcoin. There's other cryptocurrencies out there, Dogecoin. I'm still waiting, guys. Send me some Dogecoin. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't send me Dogecoin. I mean, if you want to, but yeah, I don't have any Dogecoin, surprisingly. It's the fucking easiest fucking coin to get, and I can't get it. <laughs> now it's just become a running joke on this podcast. But anyway, so yeah, get, get yourself a hardware wallet. I have the Keep Key. The Keep Key wallet is pretty fucking cool. It's very simple. It looks like a very little square, a rectangle, the size of like a Lego brick, maybe a little bit bigger, maybe four Lego bricks. <laughs> Think about four Lego bricks, no, three Lego bricks with four Lego bricks up and then snap them all together and that's how big the Keep Key is. So it basically gives you a recovery sentence on there. Um, that way you can, you know, if you ever lose your, your coin or somebody steals your, your, your keep key, they, no one can access it without the recovery sentence. They're not going to know your pin because you're going to set a long fucking pin, right? Yes, you are. So you're going to set a pin. Um, it basically has all the information on your keep key. Um, it connects to like via USB and then you connect it to like your Chrome, like you can use your browser Chrome and then it has an app that you download. You then you run the app and then whenever you want to send Bitcoin, whenever you want to make purchases, you use your keep key, you connect it and then you send your Bitcoin this way, because don't get me wrong. I use Coinbase. Coinbase is another free service. Well, not technically free. They charge, but they charge a shit ton when it comes to like transferring money back and forth from your, like your hardware wallet or from other wallets that you might have. Coinbase is, you know, it, you, it's a great place to buy Bitcoin. Just don't buy a lot of it at one time. Um, there's some other people online, especially in Reddit that have said that Coinbase has ripped them off, that they basically purchase, you know, more than a few thousand dollars in Bitcoin all at once. And then they never receive the Bitcoin. So after reading that, I realized I have a Coinbase account, but I'm not going to keep my, my Bitcoin on there. I'm going to keep some of my Bitcoin on there, some Bitcoin that I want to make moves with, but I'm not going to keep all my Bitcoin on there. Um, reasons being because of what they said that they've that Coinbase has actually stolen money from them, and they've been unbeen not been able to you know you know get that recoup that money. So I'm not not willing to do that. So when I buy when I buy Bitcoin from Coinbase, I buy very little. I buy like thirty forty dollars. I'll wait a couple days because I'm sure they make money off of the off of the money that you're buying from Bitcoin. I'm sure they're investing it somewhere else, kind of like what Square what Square does. I don't know if you guys use Square. But if you use Square, you basically can send instant money from from Square to your bank account instantly, and they charge like 0 0.0 cents, uh, 0.01 cents, or whatever it is. Um, I think Coinbase does the same thing. I think they're investing your money that stays on on their on their servers, and they're using it for who knows what. But I don't know how that works. But I do know that do not do not buy anything on Coinbase that you're not willing to lose. So if you're buying a thousand dollars worth of Bitcoin. I would highly suggest not doing that. I would say buy $100 at most of Bitcoin, sit on it for a couple days, and then send either all of it or send part of it to your hardware wallet. That's how I do it. Because I, there was one day, and here, you know, I'm gonna go into the story, it's gonna be kinda long, but it's gonna be worth it. So I have been basically buying Bitcoin you know, off and on. I use local Bitcoin as another place, but it's super shady. You don't know who you're talking with. Um, it just becomes very weird. Um, I don't know if you guys saw that episode on Netflix uh, called Black Mirror, and there's this kid that like gets caught doing illegal shit, and then there's like people talking to him through a cell phone, and they're like he like meets this other guy, and they're telling him what to do. It feels very much like that. Um, it's not it's not scary, but it's one of those where it's just like mm, it's a little it's a little too dark for me, you know. And so I, I use that whenever I I use that in the very beginning to buy Bitcoin. It just didn't feel right. Um, so now I use Coinbase, but now what I do, well, let me tell you the story. So I bought $100 of Bitcoin um, very early on, and then almost immediately, like I, I sent that Bitcoin. Maybe I waited like 10, 15 minutes to set up my hardware wallet, and then I sent it to my hardware wallet. Like they literally put a hold on my shit for like what felt like 12 hours. It didn't hit my hardware wallet until like 12 hours later. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, this is probably what people are talking about. I think they get, I don't know, maybe it's flag, maybe it's software, but I think there's a flag to where if you're buying Bitcoin right away and then you're transferring it out, they don't like that. So what I do now, and that's why I had to wait like 12 hours. What I do now is I buy Bitcoin, I sit on it. So I'll buy $50 at a time, $100 at a time. I'll buy $50, I'll sit on it for a day. The next day I'll buy another like $25, I'll sit on it. 
and then the following day I'll transfer the $50 into it and then I'll wait like a day. <laughs> I know it sounds dumb, but then I'll wait like a day and I'll do it. But that's the only way where I can get my money literally right away. I feel like if I don't do that, it, it causes like a mass delay to where it doesn't, it doesn't go through until like 12 hours later. And I'm like, this is not cool because that whole 12 hours, I'm like, fuck, what do they do with my money? I read all this shit on them that they're not really a trustful company. All this stuff, they have, they have, you know, it's online, it's it's out there for everybody to read. It's kind of like, fuck, you don't want to believe that. But at the same time, you're like, there's so many stories of people getting ripped off by them. After a while, you kind of get scared. So just be careful with that. But once you do get, once you do get some Bitcoin, this is where it was all going. Once you do get some Bitcoin, get yourself a hardware wallet. This is the only way you're going to ever be able to keep your Bitcoin safe. Even if you fucking lose this hardware wallet, it doesn't matter. You still have your recovery sentence. It's basically 12 single words that you have to memorize or you can write down on a piece of paper. But if you write it down on a piece of paper or if you write it down on your computer, if somebody knows those, that 12 word sentence, they can steal your Bitcoin. Just letting you know. So what I do, I fucking memorize that shit. If you ask me right now what my recovery sentence is for my keep key, it's fucking in my head. <laughs> there is no fucking way anybody's going to steal my Bitcoin. They're, they're going to have to fucking torture me or waterboard me for me to spit out my recovery sentence and at that point they're I'm only gonna give them one word a day <laughs> you know I feel like I could take a waterboarding for at least 24 days 30 days in a row but at that point you know I'm probably gonna lie to them and give them 12 different words but that's what I'm saying guys like it's literally one of those things where it's best to memorize your recovery sentence and I know it's very long but if you're like me uh, you had to learn you know uh, different things you know like right now like well not right now like earlier this year I had to learn the OSI model which is like seven layers so I learned it but I learned it by please please do not throw away sausage pizza or something like that <laughs> and that's basically stands for every layer of the, of the of the OSI model you know down to the physical data and then it goes up from there but that's what I'm saying like memorize your recovery sentence that way you don't have to worry about a paper sitting around your house or if somebody gets hold of it and i know it sounds super fucking paranoid i sound super fucking paranoid i'm not a paranoid guy at least i don't think i am maybe i am maybe i'm not i don't think i am but it's good just to memorize your sentence and uh, that way you don't have to worry about a piece of paper laying around that way if somebody steals your backpack and they have your keep their keep key your keep key they can't they can't hack it there's no way for them to hack it i'm sure if they got to if they took it a keep key i'm pretty sure somebody there knows how to hack it maybe there's a back door but i haven't seen any of that online um, even if they do get it they're going to be asked for the pin right away if they connect it they're, they're not going to be able to they're not going to be able to guess everything because what happens is you <laughs> and this has happened to me because i've lost i've lost some bitcoin doing this where i didn't write down the recovery sentence and i thought i had memorized but it's pretty funny um yeah yeah i basically lost it but um it was because I I uh, <laughs> I didn't remember my recovery sentence, and it was pretty funny. So every time I was hitting my pin, it was wrong because I forgot my pin too. So like little by little, after like ten tries, it was like every two minutes I could enter one try, and then it quickly became every thirty minutes I could enter one time my pin, and then it's like it's slowly creeping up more and more, and finally I just said fuck it, I'm just gonna reset it and lose the Bitcoin, which is lost. And I think I only didn't have that much. I think I had like twenty bucks of Bitcoin, but still, twenty bucks, is twenty bucks. But it doesn't matter. I lost it. Who cares? But that's what I'm saying. Memorize your recovery sentence. Don't be like me. Don't be a dumbass. <laughs> and even if you forget your your pin, you can still recover your Bitcoin with the recovery sentence. Um, even if somebody steals it, there's no way for them to get to it and guess your pin. Um, it's gonna take a multiple tries. It'll, 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 it, 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 honestly, if somebody says you keep key and you have like 100, 200 bucks in Bitcoin in there, it's probably way easier just to rob a bank. <laughs> You'll save a lot more. You'll save a lot more time than trying to get the money from the Bitcoin. Um, I'm not saying go rob bank. I'm just saying like it's just it makes no sense like trying to hack this thing. Uh, if you don't want to do a keep key, you can also do a Ledger wallet, and the Ledger Nano S is another hardware wallet. It's pretty cool. This one actually, and I'm really thinking about buying it like today, um, um, which is pretty cool because it actually holds every type of currency. Keep key only really holds like the main currencies, like Dogecoin. <laughs> no, I think they just host. I think they just. I think they they use Dogecoin just as a, a joke. It's pretty funny. Um, Bitcoin is the one that they you can store on there. You can store Ethercoin, um, and you can also store Litecoin and then Dogecoin, <laughs> which is funny 
but it's pretty hilarious that you can store Dogecoin on there. But yeah, so they really haven't made a easier way to um, to add these other currencies on there. At least I haven't. I don't really know of a way. Oh, then Dash and Dash. Dash is another coin that you can um, save on there. But it's but Ledger, the Ledger wallet, uh, the Nano S. You can actually save a lot of cryptocurrencies on here. It's pretty fucking cool. So you can save Bitcoin, um, Ether, Ether, Ethereum. One day I'm gonna learn how to say that right. I just call it Ether for short because I don't know how to say the whole word better. Uh, so Ethercoin, Litecoin, Fido, UT, U2F, Dogecoin, Zcash, Dash, Stratus, Ripple, Hello, Bitcoin Cash, Komodo, uh, Ether Classic, POSW, ARC, and they're constantly running it. They're constantly adding more integrations. Um, yeah, it looks like Ledger Nano is probably the way to go. It's not as nice as the Keep Key. I feel like the Keep Key is probably a lot more intuitive. And but this this Ledger Nano, they're actually coming out with a new. They're coming out with a new um, with a new product. It's called the um, Ledger Blue, and it fucking looks badass, guys. It really does. Um, it's like 260 euro, uh, 229 euros, which somewhere around $250 like US, but it's pretty fucking cool. It looks really neat. It's basically the size of like an external, uh, portable external hard drive, like the size of like those little mini ones. Um, and it connects via USB, but the cool thing, it actually has like a, a GUI on top, has a, a glass interface, um, like a touchscreen interface. Um, it looks pretty cool, man. It looks really cool. Um, it's just pretty neat to see like another device that's just going to be like a hardware wallet, but it's like a touch screen and yeah, it's pretty slick. I definitely want one, but it's, it's, it, it, they're taking pre-orders right now. November 30th is when it gets released. Um, I'm probably going to wait to see what the reviews say about it. Um, but yeah, it's pretty cool. It's, it's battery powered. Um, there's Bluetooth, there's USB enable. Um, that might be kind of tricky though. I don't know if that Bluetooth is is smart to have that there it looks like it's bluetooth 4.1 but i'm sure that's hackable um i'm sure that's hackable but we'll see that's why i'm gonna wait on that um but they have a secure element on there just kind of like apple's secure element on their iphones um where they host all your like you know your wallet and stuff um but yeah so what i'm what i'm thinking is i'm thinking get the ledger i'm thinking get the ledger nano s um it's compact it's the size of a usb it has an LED on the front. It's only 58 euros, which equates to like 68 bucks US. Um, and they take Bitcoin, which is kind of cool. You can actually pay with Bitcoin. And I think I did the math on it. Let me check here. Yeah, it actually equates down to 0.01423 of Bitcoin. So not really a lot of Bitcoin um, at all. Um, and right now, it, I think Bitcoin is trading at $4,895, something like that, um, which is kind of fucking crazy because I just bought some two weeks ago and it was trading at $3,800, $4,100, and it's already up at $4,800. And that's another reason, guys, that you know, these three pillars that I'm telling you about today um, that you really need to get into Bitcoin. It's it's going to be making money for you, um, especially if you're kind of like me. You don't really have a lot of money to throw everywhere every month. But if you buy some Bitcoin, you buy you get into some of these stocks, things and you'll just start making more money. Um, yeah. And I know I know money's tight right now with the economy the way it is, you know, with our president. But honestly, it's kind of one of those things where you got to look out for yourself. You got to look out for your family. You got to look out for others as well. But uh, when it comes to money, it's very one of those things that it could just become very selfish. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to make this podcast today. I wanted to share with you my ideas, what I do to make extra money. Um, this is one of them, you know, getting a Bitcoin wallet, getting a hardware wallet, throwing Bitcoin on it, investing in it right now. When I got into it, it was at $600. Last year, um, you know, I've made a lot of money already with Bitcoin. Um, not a lot, not, you know, in the hundreds of thousands or anything, but like enough to where I'm like, fuck yeah, like finally. But it's one of those things where get in it right now because I really believe Bitcoin is going to go even higher um, in the next shit, probably in the next three years, two years. It's going to be not even that long, probably. It's going to be at $10,000 a coin. Um, and then in the very far future, it's going to be, you know, you know, and I hate to say this, guys, and you guys are going to think I'm fucking crazy, but it's going to be at $100,000 per coin. I really believe that. 
Another thing about this technology, it can go down to 0.18 of a decimal. So you can really slice that bitch into a lot of pieces. Um, it's think of it like a pizza and slicing it down to like 18 million slices in one pizza. Um, that's the like the pizza being the Bitcoin. Um, right now, the way the way the currency is, you really only are sending Bitcoin that's like one, two, three, four, five, six tenths of a Bitcoin right now. I feel like whenever I make you know, I give somebody some free Bitcoin or whatever. It's usually like in the six tenths, fifth tenths range. So, like I said, um, it's just going to keep going higher. It's probably smart right now to throw as much money as you can at it. Like I said, you don't don't have to throw a lot of it. Throw like fifty bucks, sit on it, and in a couple months it'll be worth twice as that. Um, yeah. So, look into that, guys. This is the three pillars I'm talking about today. I'm talking Robinhood app. That's what I use. I'm talking Snapchat. That's what I bought. I'm talking Bitcoin. That's what I'm doing. So these three pillars will definitely get you a leg up with making some money. And I'm not selling you anything. There's nothing for me to make, you know, from selling you this. I'm just sharing the information that I use because, you know, I've been there. You know, I I know what it's like to struggle. I've struggled my whole life. You know, trying to make make music with no money, trying to create art with no money is hard. It's a hard fucking thing to do. Um, especially when you're asking for help and no one wants to help you, you quickly realize you got to do it on your own. You got to figure it out on your own. Um, no, no one's going to give you money to go and create art. You got to fund that art somehow. And this is how I funded my art, especially this year, this past year. I funded my art by doing this, by making Bitcoin, by, you know, investing in some stocks. That's early. Actually, that's later. But still, like, that's how you're going to fund your art. If you're a creative person and you want to buy a domain or something, you don't have any money, drop some fucking Bitcoin in there. Wait two weeks. That that money will be earned, earned twice as much. Go back and buy that domain and then start creating. Yeah. I mean, guys, the way the world is right now, you know, it's it's very much up for the taking. It really is. And as I get older and I'm starting to see the way the, the world is evolving and the way technology is evolving, I'm realizing that almost every other day that, damn, it's right there for the taking. It's just it's anybody's to grab at this point, uh, especially people like us who, you know, don't have that much, don't have have very little. And um, yeah, you can make some money doing this. And that's the three pillars today that we're talking about. It's a special podcast, episode three. We talked Robinhood app. We talked Snapchat. We talked Bitcoin. We talked Ledger wallets. We talked Keep Key wallets. We've talked a lot about everything. And I uh, hope you guys had a good time. I hope you guys enjoyed it very much. I enjoy talking about it. This is what I'm passionate about. These are the three things that I'm constantly looking at a daily basis. This is the reason I wanted to start a podcast to share all these things with you guys. Um, I always felt very siloed, you know, because all I had was a web page that I created, sunsetsandhearts.com. And it just, it was very much one, one very direction, just me talking and not really me, you know, listening. And um, that's why, that's why I love anchor.fm. You know, it's one of the, this is, this is a special app. It really is. Um, I'm not very comfortable being on camera and not very comfortable, you know, talking in front of people. I'm just not that type of person. I'm very comfortable though behind a mic and I'm very comfortable, you know, singing behind a mic or playing music. Um, you know, I'm just very comfortable doing that. And I've, I've been doing that since I was 19 years old and I will continue doing it. And, and that's why you see a lot of musicians starting their own podcast now. It's just one of those things where it's very natural for us to speak, to speak on, on a, on a microphone and to just talk. And we already know how to edit audio and we know how to make everything sound good. So it's just very, it comes very naturally for us. Um, if you're a musician out there and you're listening to this podcast, I highly recommend you starting an anchor.fm account. I really do. You'll be surprised with the amount of encouragement and amount of likes and favorites that you'll get and people thanking you and calling in and stuff. And it feels really good. Um, and if I could be of any assistance, hit me up, man. You, could, you guys can hit me up, ask me questions. I will definitely be telling you anything and everything that I can about anything that you, any kind of information you might need. Feel free to drop me a line on this anchor.fm. Um, actually, I should probably mention this. Uh, so past two episodes, I've been <laughs> talking with the podcast and everything and not really giving out some of these addresses that everybody can reach me at. So you can reach me at two different places, or actually four different places. Uh, first place you can reach me at is sunsetsandhearts.com. That's where I have all my music that I've created. I throw that on there. It's all free. Um, I have some products that I sell too. It's on there. It's all free. Um, I write blog posts. I try to write at least two a week. 
I'm getting better at it. It's just very hard. It's just easier for me to talk than it is for me to actually sit down and write. But I try to throw reviews on there about different things. I just recently dropped the Robin Hood app review. So you can reach me there, sunsetsandhearts.com. Um, you can listen to my music. It's for free there too as well. Um, you can find my music actually on Apple Music or Spotify or any of the other you know, streaming services you guys you guys are into. Um, yeah, so it's like uh, just type in Sunsets and Hearts um, and then you'll find a slew of albums from me. Um, be careful. There's another Sunset Hearts out there. I don't know who that band is, but I had my name first. Just saying. I've had my name since 2008 and... It's very, it's very sad when somebody else took that name too. And uh, I'm not proud of the name for my band, but it's just kind of like, man, I thought it was just corny enough to where no one would take it. <laughs> so sunsetsandhearts.com, you can reach us there. Search through Apple, Tidal, Spotify, whatever you use. Uh, search for Sunsets and Hearts, you'll find the music there. Um, you can also reach me at Snapchat. Um, that's funny because. Uh, yeah, I have a Snapchat. So hit me up on Snapchat. Send me your snaps. I'll send them some back. C-A-R-G-O-N-Z. You'll see a little bitmoji of me uh, with a beard and, a, and squirrely hair and a brown face. <laughs> so car-gons at Snapchat. Uh, where else? Where else? Where else? Where else? Oh, yeah. Thriller with Car Gonzalez. So we have our own website. Right now, it's currently just forwarding to the anchor.fm slash thriller. Um, but uh, yeah, look for it in the very near future. It's thrillerpodcast.club. So thrillerpodcast.club. Um, and then any email, just send to car at thrillerpodcast.club. So I make it very easy, guys. And then if you guys are just Anchor fans, you guys just listen to me on Anchor. That's cool, too. I've already talked to some of you guys. It's been awesome chatting with y'all. Um, so hit me up on Anchor. Drop, drop in a call in on any one of these segments. Let me know what I got wrong, what I got right. Uh, let me know anything. Let me know your opinion. You know, this is a two-way conversation. I would love to share some call-ins. So yeah, let's let's do this. So that's it for this episode of Thriller with Car Gonzalez. You guys have a great evening. Thriller with Car Gonzalez out. podcast you just heard was recorded with anchor if you want to make your own download the android or ios app completely free from anchor.fm slash podcast that's anchor.fm slash podcast